Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Eileen. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana. And today we have a lot to talk about. But Sammy, how was your trip? It was really good. Uneventful. Thankfully. That's good. It was pretty fast. It was, I don't really, you know, have much to report. I'm trying to think, like, there was anything that eventful, but there really wasn't. You know, we just... I met a lot of Avi's cousins who I hadn't met, and that was very fun because they're, you know, like kind of around our age, oh. you know, and they can hang. So that was a that was a good time. And it, it was just, you know. Chill times. Good, solid trip, I would Did say. Did you do any touristy stuff that you haven't done before? Not one touristy thing at all. Well, like, you went to a spa that you've never been, right? Is that a touristy? Touristy. (laughs) (laughs) No spa jumping. I went to a hotel. Oh, I thought it was like a like fancy spa. Well, it it, there is a fancy spa at the hotel, Uh, but it's like it's like a spa hotel vibe, you know, where they the wellness is their whole. They have like a literally they had a calendar of activities that you could do, and Avi obviously ate that up. He went to the sound bowls. He went to the meditation class. He went to the That's yoga. So the Pilates. Did you go? It was like a real housewives trip. No, <laughs> what did you I do? Any of that? I sat at the pool. I sat at our the pool in our room. <laughs> I read. I scrolled on my phone. Your favorite, all your favorite <laughs> um, activities. You know, I slept. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had an Aperol spritzes. That does you know. sound nice. It was um, yeah, no, it was great. Was the food I mean, wellnessy? Um, not wellnessy, but definitely like upscale and uh you know sophisticated uh-huh. so it's it's remote it's in the middle of nowhere there's nowhere else like i mean well there's a kibbutz nearby Ooh. that actually is like where they get that's all where you the, should like, go next time stuff that's cool. and they employ i don't yeah, think you'd like it on a kibbutz cool. i mean you could you could do <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so either you could do it you know my mom you know how my mom went to like sleepaway camp in switzerland yes that is Her the bougiest thing about you could, even that's the bougiest thing uh, about but you as well. <laughs> so my the reason she so my grandparents gave her the option between going to a kibbutz and going to Swiss camp, and she chose the Swiss camp. Yeah, of course. course. Um, Sammy, I do feel <laughs> yeah. like the fact that your mom went to sleepaway camp in Switzerland should <laughs> knock you down a number on the self made scale. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that mean. makes you maybe okay. more of a seven. Okay. <laughs> than an eight. What do you okay, but what do you think about okay, but what do you think about the fact that my dad drove a cab to put himself through dental school and didn't pay off his loans till I was like 15? I don't know. That your mom going to Switzerland can't might, might cancel that out and then they're like and maybe back. it might. <laughs> well, I mean, look, here's the thing. All the privilege that is encapsulated in me comes from my mom going to Swiss camp. Like, that's the whole thing. I don't think, can, here's the thing. I don't think it was like as. It would cancel it out if you like drove unattainable. the cab. If you drove the cab, then it would be canceled out. But because. I did drive my grandpa's Lincoln. is of both of them. And dad, Pat, after yeah. he did his thing. 
Well, there's just a lot of like interesting dynamics. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Anyway, so you went to the spa hotel from in Israel. So we went to the spa hotel. They didn't have fries at the pool. If you're saying it's all elevated, right? That's the best. No, you also couldn't like have food to your seat. You had to eat in like the little pool beach bar. Ultimately, that didn't deter me from having a very good experience there. Okay. It was very, very nice and just very quiet. You don't feel that there's a lot of people around. They had stargazing. They have like live music, cocktails at the sunset. It's just like very, um, you know, it's very natural, but like obviously extremely curated, you know, catered to you. Yeah. But it was nice because the first half of the trip was very like intense, meeting a lot of family, all that stuff. But yeah, after that, it was it was fun. It sounds nice. That's great. How are you guys? Are you excited for? We're uh, fine. We're <laughs> <laughs> the same. Aileen, are you excited to host Labor Day soiree gathering? Yes. Do you want me to call it a party? Well, like, no, we you can call it a party, but it's really just like all of our friends coming. That sounds like, like a party. You yeah, know, I know, but like you know how like my She's like first, no one important is coming except for all of our friends. You know, like the first one I did for it was like a mix of like everybody possible, like yeah. children, dogs, Rusty's friends, our friends, my neighbor. It was like a block party essentially. This is just right, right, right. our friends. I'm excited. Can you guys bring some faux pas? I'm out. <laughs> um, I only have the vodkas left, but Can I will you bring, bring tequilas. I'm out of tequilas. Wait, I also am. Basically out of the tequila. I'm out of the tequilas. Okay, so that, all right. I'll bring what we Same. have. We'll figure it out. We could also purchase some at retail <laughs> on Drizzly. <laughs> Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with little sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition. So everybody go check it out. Little Sleepies Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle of the night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft custom milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, Their zip footy pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Let's do some celebrity news. This is a full-packed week of celeb news, wouldn't you say so? I would. Where should we start? Let's talk about Leo. He hasn't been in the headlines for a bit. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that he was dating the person that he broke up with. Like, I thought he didn't have a girlfriend. I thought he was just like dating a bunch of people. No, he's had this girl for a while, four years. Did you know her name? Like, yeah. would you, if someone said her name, would you be like, oh, yes. that's Leo's yes, girlfriend? Yes, 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 okay. yes, totally. I don't know what she does. She's like a model. <laughs> They're all models. She's like probably not all fully developed in her career she's, yet. Well, <laughs> she's 24. She's going to be 25 and it goes to with that. The theory that he 
will not date anybody who's 25. However, it is rumored he's with Gigi now. How old is she? 27. And how old is she? 30? Oh, wow. And she has a kid. Where did you see this rumor? On the internet. Instagram? <laughs> My sources. <laughs> what part of the internet? All parts. I mean, it was it a meme? No, like, no, like I follow a bunch of like people who like report Reddit? news. No, I don't read Reddit unless they email me something. <laughs> <laughs> they do that sometimes. That's yeah. how they suck you in. So G- I could see Leo and Gigi and, you know, it is a little bit of improvement. It's still quite a big age gap. I can't but see. But also they've both been famous that for lasting. so long. Has he ever dated someone on like a somewhat equal or somewhat, not even age-wise, but like fame-wise to him? Like who's the last person that he dated that was as somewhat had a recognizable name to the public that not that didn't have to do with dating him? The last person who comes to mind for that relationship for him was um, Bar Raphael. John says Giselle. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say he, he was with Giselle. That must Bar have been a while ago. I would say those are the Naomi most. Naomi like, Campbell, he dated in 95. I don't remember. I wouldn't. He dated Blake Lively. <laughs> he did? Yeah, he did. He dated, she was 24. Briefly. It was in 2011. Huh. And he dated Nina Agdell, also under 25. And now, do you know who she's with? No, who? One of the Pauls, you know, either yeah. Logan or Paul. Paul. What's his first name? Tyler. Logan or Adam. No. Someone who's a surf. Someone who's a snowboarder? No, no, I know Aaron. No, no. Oh. I, the one of the YouTube no. people. Logan, the other, the other one. Whatever. Or he's or she's with Logan. Doesn't Logan matter. Paul. Here's anyway. your pop culture experts <laughs> on the ad badges. I mean, podcast. here's the thing. I really am so bad with names. You know that. Like, I couldn't get Kaya Gerber last time. Remember? But I could. I could like play that game. What's that game with like celebrity movie game? Yes, I love that. Love the movie game. No, what's no, what not that game. You know the one where you're like supposed to like come up with all of like the things about someone and then somebody else gets their name? Twenty one like, questions. Sort of, yeah, like that. I could play that, but I have to be on the hint side, not the name side. <laughs> okay. So, so like code names. That's the thing about me. Yeah. <laughs> or monikers. Um, wait, just going back to Leo's relationships, I feel that the more recent his relationships have been, the the less relevant the women have been and the less not legit, but I don't know, equal they've felt. But I could be wrong. I don't know anything about these women, mostly. It says in 2015 he dated Rihanna. Mm. Maybe they were just like spotted together. Maybe they were hooking up. Maybe Maybe they they were were just hooking up. Hooking up. Yeah. And yeah, he dated also, yeah, 2003 he dated Giselle. Paris Hilton, 2000, which I do not remember. When's when's the most recent one that of Spain? We were also like in fifth grade. Camilla. Morone. Oh. That's Rihanna in 2015, according to this okay. chart. Do they really date? I don't feel like I, I feel like I would remember that if they truly dated. Like I'm considering I'm calling dating for the purposes of this discussion. Like he took them to a red carpet event. He no, I think you should. Could, no, you don't think it should be like a relationship. Giselle, they were. Or you're saying like appearances. Saying that, that to me is the most I'm publicly saying I'm with this person as opposed to he maybe they're just hooking public up. public with, with this Camilla, Camilla, Camilla girl. Yeah. He, but that was a long relationship. They were pictured canoodling somewhere other than a yacht. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. They're pictures are like on the streets. But okay. Here's the thing. She, she came to awards shows. Think about like ourselves up till 25. Maybe she broke up with him. She was like me. 
I'm, you know, this worked for for my young self that was immature, and now I'm really looking for a guy who's going to be my partner for life. Who sort wants of to like have a family, a maybe. Of, yeah. I mean, I think 25 is when maybe that's true. A lot of women start to sort of switch their the dating priorities. Is developed. <laughs> yeah, that. But also, people start to sort of switch their priorities in dating. Jordana, we have dating expert Jordana Abraham here who can tell us all about that, you know, from a scientific perspective. But I do feel like, I mean, anecdotally from what we can see, that's like how things tend to happen. So wouldn't that be ironic? If they're the ones breaking up with him. This is the most recent relationship and it was like a real one Mm -hmm. because it was four years. So I'm saying, wouldn't it be ironic if everyone's joking about how like Leo like breaks up with everyone after 25, but really she broke up with him and maybe like a lot of them break up with after 25 maybe these girls are like i can rent a car i don't need you (laughs) anymore (laughs) yeah um by the way this article says that he was with giselle for five years but that was obviously a really long time ago i also have this feeling like leo isn't exactly monogamous with anyone that he's with so i do just kind of feel like it's not like a traditional relationship that's completely exclusive that's just my hunch obviously just based on like his lifestyle of like a lot of like partying, a lot of again, like just being on yachts with a lot of young, attractive women. I, I just don't see don't, him on yachts with a lot of people. I feel I like only that's see all pictures I ever of yachts see. with one person. I've never seen I've seen yacht many pictures. pictures of Leo on yachts with multiple <laughs> young she, she's women. She's an album in her phone. <laughs> <laughs> Leo on yachts with multiple okay. young women. Every few months or year or so, you see Leo in a paparazzi situation that not one that he called himself. And it's always like a party. It's Coachella or it's a yacht or it's like Saint Tropez or it's somewhere Mm -hmm. literally, or maybe that's just the Taylor Swift lyric or that made me think that, but it is real that he's always sort of like partying. He's never in like, it's never like, Oh, Leo spotted getting a casual. I guess they do kind of spot him. Never like a George Clooney esque, you know, he's vacationing one-on-one solo there's no one else around them in a truly again one-on-one romantic kind of way even the fact that he doesn't really bring that many people to red carpet events is sort of like this isn't really like you aren't like the only person in my life i always get that vibe right he's always like at a party you can usually find leo at a party yeah, I wonder why that is i would love to to be a fly on the wall in a therapy session with leo about what he wants out of dating and relationships. Me too. I'm so curious. Maybe he could come on you up. That would be um, incredible. I have a feeling that's not going to happen, but you know, we can dream. We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, 
washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Did you guys watch Serena Williams last night playing tennis? I did. For sport. And Mike put it on. And I don't usually like watching sports, but I was sort of like captivated by watching this tennis game. It was a really good game. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> there were so many games that you had to win. To beat someone. There's oh, yeah. so many games. I'm like, oh my God, how Jen, tired was these people? We went to the US Open like? like so many times. That was one. T- we went one time. It was oh. years ago. And I guess I don't think I, I've I, gone with Sammy many times. Yeah, we've gone many times. I'm going on Monday. Oh, but, are you? I've been considering it, but yeah. it seems really hot. It's like, me and my mom and I keep saying we're going to go, but it's hot. Wait, so um, men play even more games. You know, they have to do five yeah. sometimes. I don't get it. I feel like uh, I don't want to come into the sport and just start editing things. But (laughs) if it were up to me, I would say, you know, one game up to 10, maybe two. I just or two up to seven. One set. Yeah. So maybe learn the lingo games. I'm going to submit. I don't think there's too many games. We can't have like, (laughs) what is it? You have to well, win 18 games. That's insane. You don't have to win That's 18 insane. games. You actually really only technically have to have win to. 12 games. If you. That's still a lot. Yeah, but no, that's but like really a match because. I think that's how you really truly like match the skill because part of it is the is the combination of like endurance and like. Yeah. And you have to like yeah. beat the game. Like there's, there's like, like mind games to it. It's really. Beating, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's really. And like, be, and like beating the other person's serve. Like there's. It's okay, very well, having watched one one match. One match. <laughs> Strong. I think that I am one qualified U.S. Open once. <laughs> I think I'm qualified to suggest a change of the structure. I'm like really mad at myself that I did not know that it was on. Well, good thing she <laughs> has another game feel, you can watch. Uh, yeah, I have to. When is that? Friday <laughs> tonight. No, she, well, she's playing. Friday? I think doubles tonight with Venus, and then Friday is tomorrow is another singles and i mean she's she's amazing but here's the thing i'm confused why people are so surprised that she's doing so well like yesterday she beat the 
number two seed. Well, do you listen to the voiceover? The like the people who Somet- are the announcers sometimes. over the game. Okay, I have been listening to them, and I think okay, if I'm going to change the game, I think we could get some better voiceover people because I think they John are McEnroe? just. It is John McEnroe. No, it's a woman. I hear a woman. There's a woman and John McEnroe. channel I'm listening Chrissy? to. Oh, is that who it is? Is that I, her name? I, I couldn't. You can't see them. You only just see the voiceover. Right. Chrissy who? Right. She said she used to play tennis. That's all. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to a podcast when I'm, I'm assuming watching. it's Chris Chrissy Everett. Everett. Yeah, McEnroe and Chris. She's a Everett tennis player. Yeah. So she, I'm a very she legendary. Was a former number one, one tennis yeah, player. No. Yeah. So that's who it is. But they're calling her Chrissy. I guess I didn't like catch that. That was. But I assumed it was her. So. Ultimately, I just don't love their commentary, to be honest, but that's irrelevant. I'm just surprised that people are so surprised that she's doing so well because just because she's old, like Tom Brady's old and he's still winning. Like lots of really amazing athletes can play until they're 40. And it's not really that shocking to me that she's doing this well, but it's great. But I'm unsurprised. Yeah. Well, the commentary, again, I don't really watch tennis often. So I found the commentary <laughs> just to give context, a, like, interesting. Yeah. So just how, does, how I, again, is it I don't, as a first What did you find interesting? What? She, I mean, the way that they're describing what, like, they're basically like, you know, people used to be really scared of her and now they're less scared. Like, they're still like, they think she's amazing. They think she's incredible, but she doesn't seem as unbeatable as she used to back when she was, I don't know, maybe, again, 10 years ago. She's been playing. She won her first U.S. Open in 1999. Right. She won, like, several in a row. Yeah. So I think it used to just be, like, you were, like, terrified to play her. And now it's, like, there is a shot you can beat her. Like, she didn't complete. Last night was a very good game, but she didn't completely destroy the opponent. Like, there, it was, like, it felt well-matched. I think and, I mean, that's the, other- the case with most, though, most tennis players who have a period of time where they're unbeatable. And right. Then- Towards the end of their career, they become there's a lot younger people that, that makes come sense. in and are just like even Federer, like he's beatable now. 100%. And I think that's just what they were saying. And again, ha- not having any context to the game, I found that helpful to like contextualize everything that was going on. That was my, that was one of my thoughts. And also, I mean, she's playing a 26 year old and they were, they just kept saying like, you know, she's, she has a, she's had a baby. She's married now. She's oh, she's going to be 41 next month. So like, it's extremely impressive that she's doing this, but they were oh, just yeah. saying like, everyone really respects her. Everyone thinks she's incredible, but there's not among the younger players. There's not this feeling of like, I'm terrified to play her because you do feel like it's possible to beat her. Well, what this is where is it? <laughs> it's, that was the second round. My feeling on that is that um, I agree. Maybe the younger players aren't as scared of her, but this is where it like is a mind game. I think where it's like, she knows this is her last match and that's always sort of been her thing. Like that she, it's like a mental struggle for her. And that's why she's also been like controversial at times because she, there's been times where she got like really frustrated. She also took And that's the year why off. I think there's so, sometimes controversy around. Right, exactly. Yeah. So seeing her win, it feels like, it just feels right. But it's it also right people are paying close attention to her because this is the year she's retiring. That's right. okay. So I didn't, I feel like I'm just embarrassed. As somebody who goes, used to go to the US Open yeah. every year, I should know. You should have been me. I should have known. Been you. <laughs> but I, it's, okay, it's, it's just, this is the first rat. Like, this has just started. Like, what if many... she had lost and you missed your last chance to watch her play? I just have this feeling she's going to make it like, how, when, do, when do people yeah. think that they're going to, she's going to make it till the end? I think she'll make it till the end. She just beat the number two player, so. Okay. 
Who's number one right now? We'll see. Tennis is a sure. really fun game to watch. Did you guys know that? <laughs> um, no, I yeah. hate going to sporting events, just like generally speaking. But and I've never watched one on TV when I didn't have money on it. Um, but I, I, it's like <laughs> for the it's love very, of the game, like, you know, intense. It's I don't know. It was, it's it was so cool. Fun. It doesn't yeah. stop. Tennis is my favorite to. Favorite baseball is like terrible to watch. watch. I've been to two baseball games in the past few so years, boring. and they're you can't pay horrible. Yeah, nothing happens. So slow. But speaking of Serena, she was the first guest on Meghan Markle's new podcast, Archetypes. Yes. And there's so much to say about Meghan Markle right now because both her podcast. So she's now had two episodes of this new podcast. The first one was Serena Williams. The second guest was Mariah Carey. And there was just this article about her in the cut, which obviously goes along with the podcast. So did you guys, did either I read, read it? I, re- I read the highlights on your Instagram, half of the highlights. I got distracted. <laughs> well, Sammy, you were a very good ad for that article because I saw your highlights and then I was like, I need to read this whole thing for I didn't read it, but I also was myself. waiting for this episode for you it was to not explain it. It's hard to explain the article, like in a summary, I think. What was the point of the article? Did you do a profile of her? Yes, is a profile. Uh-huh. And what was the consensus? Like, what was the general vibe? I think that what The Cut does so well is that they're very good. If you've, ever, if you've read a cut profile they're ve- of a person, they're very good at, like, capturing the nuances of someone, both why they're really interesting and good and have made an impact, and also some of the things that people dislike about them and like some of their maybe like hypocrisies or maybe it's like not why they're polarizing. Or just shortcomings, whatever it is. Yeah, why they're polarizing. So I think I thought that this was a little bit, you know, it wasn't a particularly it was not a puff piece. Definitely not. What did they say that that was negative? There it's almost more that the way the things that they allude than the things that they well, they said the batch like she has the voice of a bachelor producer yeah. in her head. The way they described her home and the way they bought it, it's a little bit like passive aggressive yeah it was i would say i read that for the first half of sammy's highlights yeah like if someone wrote that about me i would think they were making fun of me which i think she kind of was but not in a blatant way do you know what i'm saying it was like, a judgy way like she yeah. went to the house judging yeah and i mean it was an accurate judge i would have felt the same way remember um in succession <laughs> when kenyon oh my god kendall, kendall. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm so bad at names. And I've just watched that show how many times. Kendall sits down with that reporter and he's like, are you writing down how I'm eating my salad? Yes. Like, like that's how like those reporters go about it. I'm sure that that was like a cut type of profile. Yeah. Yeah. They are, it's like they walk in and like just use the context or like the background of what they're doing as like as a way to judge them. Like they take their whole background. The totally. Context, the landscape, their mannerisms, the like that part is really intriguing because it like also illustrates what it's like to be with that person like 360, like the experience rather than just like, you know, superficial just the conversation. Judgments. Yeah. And I think part of that, the person you're interviewing also knows that. Mm-hmm. So almost the idea, you're not actually just having a regular conversation with them. They know they're being this is going to be in an article that's going out. So they're not acting necessarily exactly how they would act if you weren't there. I think it totally depends on the person who's being interviewed. Like 
you know, like a Jack Nicholson. I don't know why he comes to mind, but Jack Nicholson would not be like putting on an air of like right. anything because he's not like, I don't fucking care what you think, write what you want. I'm Jack Nicholson. Whereas like a Meghan Markle might want to like produce her image way more than like Jack. <laughs> yeah, this definitely came off produced, Um, I would say. I think she's really kind of annoying, personally. <laughs> I find her annoying. Well, it's good that you didn't listen to the podcast because you would think that Can you that tell us more. about the podcast? Yeah, tell us about the podcast and we can discuss them yeah. both together. Okay, so the podcast, the theme of the podcast, which is explained in the article, is that they're doing like, she's doing a series of episodes on different archetypes that women get stereotyped as. And she's interviewing kind of, a public figure who fits into having been stereotyped or archetyped, she says, in that way. So Serena Williams was ambition, Mariah Carey is diva, and Mindy Kaling is next. I'm not sure what she's what she's going to be covering. But so the concept of the podcast, I think, is really, really good and really powerful because she's speaking to these really good people who represent those, you know, words that women want to reclaim or that it would be good for women to reclaim. So I think it's like kind of an important podcast in that way. However, the way it's produced is like sort of semi-scripted with the interview cut in with like Megan's comments and context. And there's like audio clips added in, which isn't a bad way to produce it, but it's sort of if she wants to come across as more real, I don't think this is how she should have produced the podcast because it comes across like as she's like acting in her role. Mm-hmm. She's trying as, to I, I can the picture this. image. I can picture this exact way. I'm sure she's just like didn't want to like she maybe she's not like doesn't see herself as an interviewer necessarily. So she wanted it to make it even more edited. Right. You know, but the parts where she is not semi-produced where she's actually speaking to Serena Williams as her friend is like really good. Um, okay. I'm going to listen. Although I'm reading, I'm right now listening to a book. So I don't know when I'm going to listen. <laughs> I just think like the thing that's not is sort of implied, but not being said is that Megan is just like, she's an opportunist and she's like very ambitious. And she did a great job of getting to where she was now with the skill set that she has. But like, it's just, I mean, Again, there's all those like a little annoying things in the article. Like, we didn't think we could afford this house. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. shut up. That was like, ridiculous. <laughs> like, like there's so many little like that. It reminds me of the feeling I felt when they were interviewing her when she first met Harry. And she's like, and I, I just asked, moment. is he nice? Like, kind. no, yeah. that's not. Kind. Is, he, is kind? he kind? That's not why you dated Harry. That's not why. He's not even that nice. He, okay, here's, here's the thing. Here's what would be believable. And I think that I got a lot of replies to my comments about the, the article and the very common theme, and I will say this is like mostly from white women, is like people want to understand or like her, but they find that she reads as fake and that she reads as like contrived. And I feel that, but I also understand kind of now, especially listening to her episode with Mariah Carey, where they talk about the experience of being mixed and like kind of not really, you know, understanding, you know, like your context racially. And I think that that her, her like 
curatedness has been a response to not under maybe like not having fully processed her place in the world. And then she gets thrown into this really high profile world where she's thrown into it. I mean, or is it a calculated decision? Well, here's the the thing. Like, here's the thing. You could look at it like, oh, it was this like evil manipulative thing that she did, or maybe she just like liked the guy and like got into it and like did it lots. Okay. I can't we I really not gonna we can't like debate her like I don't know how she feels about him, but the point, but this is exactly what I'm saying. Like you're you're like this assumption that it's calculated, but I'm saying like in real like probably she's in this role and she is scrutinized at a level that like most people who ultimately end up that scrutinized at that level have so much more like protection and privilege and like savvy around it. And I think she's just kind of trying to like, she basically puts up this front, I think, that she would be so much more likable, I hate to use that word, if she would like drop the real thing. Like instead of asking, is he kind? She probably was like, well, is he an asshole? Because he's Prince Harry. Like that would make her feel real. Right. I didn't even think about the fact that he was a prince. I did, that's basically what she said. Like that had that no that had, she basically said that that had no did she say bearing that? on basically that's what she implied in the interview if you like she was like I didn't really I was like who is he who is he like I'm, okay she I, was like, I need to go back and watch it because this was now years ago but like they stayed together I don't think she, it's like she's playing this six seven year long game because she has no feelings I'm not saying she doesn't like him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the reason she is with him is not because he is kind. She just found the kindest guy on the block. She was like, who's the kindest person that I could date? Is it is it the guy who dressed up as a Nazi for Halloween 10 years ago? Is that the kindest person in the room? I don't think so. I just don't. I mean... <laughs> I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Betches20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code Betches20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's and use code Betches20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Yeah, obviously he's not. She wasn't looking for the nicest guy on the block. That would imply that she's the nicest on the block. Her, you know, like I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I do feel that like I do want to give her the benefit of the doubt in a lot of ways. But I also do wish that she would drop the mask a little bit and she would win people over. If the podcasts were like a little bit more, just like she was not acting like she felt authentic. Right, but it's hard for her to be. There is an aspect, though, like uh, in the beginning when she was dating him, like she was like hardcore royal trained and like media trained, and like perhaps she's not that great of an actress. And, you know, she just like can't, she's not allowed to sort of be herself because of the training. So that is a part of it to give her the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, I just, just doesn't read that genuine, but like, if you aren't being genuine, then it wouldn't read genuine unless you're like amazing right. actress, which suits was. <laughs> she kind I think of she, okay. She, I, 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 here's not to say that I don't think that she is like a very impressive person. I think what she, the fact that she is where she is now, is a very impressive and is a is a um a nod to her again, like determination and a skill set that she has. I find to be interesting and impressive. They say that in the article. They say like her best, she's at the best at like envisioning a life for herself and getting it. Yes, that's an impressive skill. The article has some very astute observations like this quote unquote like calculatedness. They call that like the bachelor producer in her head. And it does kind of Which is a media training in your head. Yeah. The treatment she gets and the way she reacts to it really reminds me of Hillary Clinton. And it makes sense because, like, Hillary was sort of the first woman in her position, like, this this first lady who, like, kept her maiden name and people were always – and was very, like, politically active and people kind of demonized her from day one. And I think ultimately what that did is that caused her to, like, become less authentic because she was always trying to, like, fit into this box and be this person. And I think Megan being the first American and – half black woman and divorce woman in the royal family, I think she's sort of experiencing that same like treatment, A, by the press and B, like 
her reaction is like, okay, let me like wiggle myself into this role that isn't that like I think will make me be untouchable, but is actually just not reading as authentic. Right. And I also just think it doesn't read as authentic because the reason she has this po- can have this podcast and have this Montecito home that, oh, we didn't have any money. We found some yeah, like, stumbled it's really upon. Like you have to make those like, comments. <laughs> like, it's just also like the reason she's able to have this life is because she did marry into that royal family. Like she wasn't that good of an actress, but she did make the right moves to get her to this point. But like, Part of that was this whole controversy surrounding the the royal family part. Like she had to do every single one of these steps in order to get this podcast that is now the number one podcast. Like it's not because she's such a great interviewer that she has the number one podcast out there because she's such a good podcaster because she's so talented at making movies. It's because she is who she is because she married this person who gave her who and by the second she started dating Harry, her whole life changed. And part of it is because of all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And there's no real acknowledgement of that. And I think to me, that's the part that that's what's not being said. And that's just like the obvious truth. Right. I mean, I think she's fascinating because partly because she has this layer, it feels between her and and like who she is and her observers, I guess. But I think listening to the podcast is really interesting for that reason because she she's speaking to peers, essentially, or people who are like close to peers. So they're not she can't script to them. So one really interesting thing that just that happened in the Mariah Carey episode, and I thought that was like a really listening to Mariah Carey and Serena Williams is like deeply interesting, just on its own. I'm but Mariah very Carey looking forward to that. Especially about like Mariah Carey talking about the topic of being called a diva is that's like gold. Come on. So Mariah Carey at one point kind of calls Megan a diva. And she's like, you have a little diva. And Megan, you can tell, gets very like you can't edit out her reaction entirely. She gets very um, she you can tell she gets like offended a little bit. And then Mariah's like, oh, you look like she because and Mariah had said earlier in the episode that the term diva, she both takes it as like a compliment and an attack because it can mean both like, and the meaning of it has changed over time. It can mean like very chic and very glam and like, you know, over the top or, but it could also mean like high maintenance and like demand difficult. So Megan, after the interview ends, she splices in her own commentary about Mariah Carey calling her a diva. And she's like, she talks about her own reaction. And the way she talks about it is like she sort of admits to being offended, but then she wants to like tie it up in a little bit of a bow of like, we have to reclaim these things. And I'm like, I understand your point. I can't argue with it. It's kind of unassailable. It's just only positive. The whole thing Does is she only have a positive sense of about humor. It. Does Megan have a sense of humor? I'm sure Harry's hysterical. <laughs> I don't really get the sense that she has a sense of humor. But I do get the sense these women who are interview who she's speaking to like her. So while she doesn't seem particularly like funny and light and loose, she seems to be liked by the people she's speaking. I just mean the sense of humor thing is because it's like it's one way to like want to like put that in a bow and take it so seriously, and in other ways be like, yeah, I guess like you be a no, she that, does not think it that's was. That's what fun. I mean. Like, no, she did not think it was in. She did not think like, oh yeah, sometimes I can be a little. There was no. 
Right. And that's what I think is missing. If she could be like, right. yeah, sometimes I can be a little ridiculous. Yeah. We all can. A little, a little bit of a Lisa Rinna own it. <laughs> right. But even Lisa Rinna's ugh, No, like awful. more just like um, – Just owning it a little bit. Like, yeah, I have my moments. We all have our moments. Yeah, like a little you know? self-awareness right. or just – Yes, it it lacks any of that like – No self-deprecating. But, but Mariah Carey had that, which is why – like Mariah Carey and Serena both understood their own, you know, relationship with those words. And it's really interesting. The format is interesting. Megan asked them to use three words that would describe them as a ch- themselves as a child and themselves now. So it's, it's a good podcast. I really like it. Do you like it because Megan is such a good interviewer? No, it's, you, most of it isn't even like truly an interview. That's, the, that's what I don't like about it. It's like interview comments spliced in with commentary and audio clips. Okay. But I really like hearing from those guests on those topics. And I think right. I think what is ultimately being said with the podcast is not the most profound, but it is I think it like I'm happy that it's being made. So because right. when else would you get to have these like hear about these these conversations? Yeah. It's very like yeah. behind the doors. Yeah. The guests exactly. seem great. I wonder yeah. how she managed to get such good guests on her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the same way she got a fourteen point six five million dollar home from zero from a zero from no home. It's, it's so weird from being unemployed to living in a fourteen point six million dollar house. Suits is very um, no, but she said when they were when they were window shopping, right. she was unemployed. It's like you would think if you're just window shopping, even if you're really rich, like you go from like you go from zero to fourteen, like it's crazy. Sometimes you got to go hit the max budget. (laughs) No jobs. I thought the part with Harry, too, when he like pops into the interview was also funny because it just also reinforced that he doesn't really have anything to say. Wait, him? Okay. My love. (laughs) The the tree is interesting. Harry and I are like salt and pepper shakers. One cannot. (laughs) You can't pass one without the other. (laughs) Right. Like like, that shit. I vomited just a little bit in my mouth. They're not together. <laughs> They're separated. It's hard to believe that she didn't plan those comments in advance. Like, it's hard to believe she didn't have a bunch of adages in her back pocket that she was going to bring up with the cut interviewer. And it's like she sees herself playing a role and then she plays the role rather than just like this. But I do want to shade Harry for a second because that was so the, the part of him talking about how they were like running a business was so funny because like, they Harry described does not the know office. how to run a business. <laughs> they describe the, <laughs> describe the office that it's like two, it's like two of them sitting next to yeah, each like other, facing chairs. out of the desk. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's it's almost like such a millennial guys, annoying thing. Right. But here's the thing: what he was doing before with the, the royal family that actually was a business. That was a real family business. Like, right. A very right. old, very well oiled that he had nothing to do with managing. Messes. Right? But, it's no, just, he, right? He was just like a he was just like a you know an, an account employee. manager, an account yes. manager, <laughs> client facing. Right. That's sort of the annoying, absurd part about the Harry thing, which the interview is not about Harry, but he's you know they're talking about Harry, and it's like, oh yeah, we just run the business from our two throne like chairs <laughs> in our office in our fourteen point five million dollar house. It's like Harry's not running shit. Harry doesn't know how to do anything. And it's just the idea like Harry decided one morning that like they were going to 
that he was going to be the media mogul of this business. Like he doesn't know how to do anything. But here's the thing. I actually believe that if, if either one of them is working, it's Megan. Megan sure. definitely yes, like definitely. It knows how to correspond with an agent and a publicist and like get a team intact. She hustles. And, right. Megan yeah. knows how to hustle. So, so she if was any deal or like, no deal. <laughs> Megan, Meg, if, if any, if there's any business being run, which there is, I'm sure like there's correspondence being run, you know, there's things happening. Megan's the one doing it. That's Not why it seems like Harry. she's she's definitely running the show. It's just funny because like she talks about them as if there's there's such like this power couple of like they're so well like well matched, they're salt and pepper, but it's like what is like I this almost it's like he is clearly not doing anything. And he is very he's a very strategic marriage for her to get where she is now. And again, I think it's very impressive that she's such a hustler. But like, don't pretend like you just happen to find your perfect soulmate match and that's why you're with Harry. It's like his role in this is not because he's he's your equal. His role in this is because he is like the person that got you to this level just by the marriage itself, not by him being skilled at all. Well, think about it like in terms of like almost a, think about it this type of business where she's like the founder and he's the investor. But in this case, the investor's not investing money. He's just investing Harry, my existence that powers the company. So like they don't really need like capital to run anything. It's literally just like his name and the fact that they were royal and her actually like running what are we going to do and, you know, how are we going to monetize the name? Yeah. You can kind of see why the royal family's not happy about that. Well, she played them really well i think good she did a her. great she did a, she, she you know what good for her megan yeah good for and her again, on that she doesn't want to come off as like manipulative or like you know sneaky which is why she should be more real yeah she played the royal family against itself and like she did a, a great job and that's really impressive and she's getting the best of all worlds like the article also mentions she's royal but doesn't have to like play by any of those rules she's rich she's extremely famous and she got like the best of anything that you could possibly get while marrying to that family without actually having to deal with that family and i imagine kate middleton is probably like jealous that's like an impressive thing kate, no one's been able to do I it like that kate, maybe kate wants to be i don't know kate's gonna be i like think i don't queen. know if kate's jealous i don't know i don't i don't know if kate's jealous kate uh, megan's an american be. that's the difference yeah like but kate's not american so it's very American of us to be like, ooh, like she played them. And like, you know what? The family has done worse to a lot of people. So I'm not, you know, good for, what'd she I do? Mean, she yeah, not like, oh Kate married the, poor, the actual queen heir. Poor queen. <laughs> yeah. Like Kate, Kate married the heir. Like she's, she's in line for throne. Like that's true history. That's Whereas true. like Harry is a chance, but not really a serious. No, he doesn't have a chance. He's a very I don't slim think Kate's chance. jealous. I don't think Kate's yeah, jealous. Yeah, I don't think Kate's she jealous. Didn't... Like, she's just... Whoever Harry would have been with, it would just been, like, somebody who's there and just there to take photos and interviews and, like, they don't really have a... Like, a historic place. Like, especially if Diana wasn't Diana. Like, it would have just been a person mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. Also, I'm sure they're mad because Diane, the 25th anniversary of Diana's death was yesterday. So I have a feeling that, you know, the royal family definitely does not love that she came out with this like two days before. Yeah. I just wish there was some sort of acknowledgement on her and Harry's part 
that the whole reason they can do any of this stuff is because of this family that they constantly talk shit about. And I'm not saying the family's great. There are obviously a lot of terrible, horrible things about them. But just acknowledging that in the large moving pieces of like what's going on and not just pretending they're inherently super talented. That would be for me really refreshing. That would be the part that I would be like, okay, I'm buying this a little bit more. Maybe she'll say it in one of her interviews. I guess maybe she'll put it in her Instagram bio. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Did we cover it? I feel like we really, Uh, um, yeah, we covered, you know, Megan there, there were more things I wanted to talk about. We don't have time. We can see next week. Because we had the VMAs, the whole Olivia Wilde for like Shia oh, LaBeouf, yeah. but that's not over. So I'm sure that'll be more more to discuss next time. And you know, Jaffleck made a dance. There was a, a, a leak dance from the wedding that she performed for Ben Affleck, which was <laughs> which was which was really. And she's pissed because they were apparently supposed to sign NDAs for this wedding, and like somebody leaked it, and she's really mad. But anyway, did you watch the dance? I watched a part part of it. It's a little almost reminds me of like something you would see in like an 80s. Like, I don't know. No, like it just seems so normal. Like because people do dances for their partners, whether it's the husband or whatever. One of them does a dance. And it just was so funny. She did like this dance. It's like a little embarrassing. But like cute. It's like kind of like like anything you would see. It's, it's cute, like but a little embarrassing, yeah. I think. <laughs> right. Like whenever you see like a, a wife performing for her husband or a husband performing for his wife, you're like, this is kind of cute. It's a little embarrassing. That's probably, if it wasn't embarrassing, she wouldn't care that the video was out. She probably would have put it out herself. There's something a little like cheesy about it. Which I liked. <laughs> or maybe she was just like, this is a private moment. Yeah, this is a private moment. I think it, maybe she's mad that someone like betrayed their trust. That would be, yes. for me, that it would be like, feel like an invasion of privacy more. And like, yes. I care that anyone's seeing this because like somebody that I invited to the wedding is selling this to yes. whatever, but maybe that it was like a uh, accident. Anyway, the dance was cute. It made me like think about their relationship more. <laughs> it's a little cheesy to me. I thought. No, I mean, Difference cheesy in a cute way. Cute, cheesy, like in a sense that like they seem more normal. It like nor- humanized them a little bit to me because she's this like huge performer and she's just sort of like doing a, a little dance for Ben, who you would never think would be like into that, but he was. And why wouldn't he be into it? Or why would his public persona doesn't seem like he would be into that? If he wasn't into it, would he say something then? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because the way that he carries himself publicly does not seem like he would be into that kind of thing. But he is with JLo. So, you know. I wonder if he is into it or if that's just a part of her he's not that into and he's pretending. Or this whole thing is a PR stunt. <laughs> and, this leak, really and this leak is a PR stunt. I was waiting and, for you to say that. Yeah. And now I question my fucking gullibility. <laughs> Maybe they heard us say that we feel that this is fake. So they were like, let's well, leak we're something. We're not the only ones to say that. Like, there's many people who say that. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> J-Lo listens, every, tunes in every week. <laughs> Thursday at 5.30 p.m. You never know. Celine, think. J-Lo, if you're here, show up in the reviews, please. Yeah, show up. So, guys, who are we sending to Cayman Islands Purgatory to uh, in Delta Comfort Plus to sell timeshares <laughs> this week? <gasps> Um, well, who are our options? We've got Leo. John McEnroe. <laughs> John 
No, I like John McEnroe. I'm, he's just an option. I'm not saying you have to send him. He narrates yeah. Never Have I Ever, which was great. Yeah, this I think season. that's so funny. Um, hmm. We could send, you know, we could send Megan. You could send Harry. Hmm. You could send the cut writer. Maybe if we were look, if we talked about Harry, the VMAs, I would send Young Gravy <laughs> to, for, for, to the Cayman Islands. I'm going to be honest; we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I was thinking that. Sure, that I'm works. sending Young Gravy to <laughs> for even for the, naming himself Young Gravy, he needs to be sent away to humble himself. <laughs> to humble himself in the Cayman Islands. By the way, that whole thing with Addison Rae's mom was so cringy. Did you watch? Did you see the pictures of it? She, it was such a PR thing. She didn't, want, she, she was awkward. It was so uncomfortable to watch. I felt, I've never wanted to just like click my phone and throw it a, a, across the room more. But so in my book, since, but we didn't talk about it, but I guess we just talked about it. He's going to the Cayman and he's staying there. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that because I don't like that I have to know about this person whose name is Young Gravy. Like, I don't How did he develop know. the name? Maybe he, what do you think? Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> a young gravy. And it's not and it's like with a U. No, not Y O U. It's just U. Y U N G. Yeah, yeah. Young gravy. Spelled how it sounds. Young. Okay. Well interesting. <laughs> you can learn how to spell it in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Get his a name book, is young like, gravy. <laughs> his real name is Matthew, of course. Of course <laughs> his name. His real name is Matthew. He's going to come back Matthew from the Cayman what? Islands after selling timeshares for six months, and he's going to be Matthew again. He has to sell under the Matthew name. You he's, can't he's sell his from Rochester, Minnesota. Okay. His father was a Swiss-American insomnia psychologist. I mean, okay. Did he bet my mom at camp? Where did he develop his love he of went gravy? To, he went to Ma University of Wisconsin. <laughs> this is, do you have any idea about the origin of gravy? <laughs> Oh, interesting. He holds a Swiss and American dual citizenship. Just like Sammy's mom almost did if she had stayed at Swiss camp. Maybe he went to camp with your mom. I was a little young for her. Maybe he went to the same camp as my mom. Well, he would. He probably would have dated her. It says his musical style has been described as humorous, satirical, and groovy. I should listen to a song. Yeah, what I want to hear. Young what gravy? if your mom called you after this episode and she was like, "I met a guy. His yeah. name is Young Gravy." <laughs> I would be <laughs> like, "What? He's taking me to the VMAs." <laughs> I would be like, "Okay, that sounds fun. What the fuck are you doing? I'm coming over now. You're not going." <laughs> Ugh, the whole thing when they they kissed for the, for the cameras. I wanted to just. <sighs> That's I couldn't handle it. That is it for this week's At Betches Podcast. You can follow me at Aileen. You can follow me at Jordana Abraham. I'm at Sammy. And we'll be back next week with the At Betches Podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.